0: All right, my uh, sermon this morning is titled, Appreciating God's Goodness. I believe from that, everything else in life flows. I was about 12 years old, and I went to work with my dad on a hot late August afternoon before school had started, and uh, we're, we were repave. He was a construction contractor, and we were repaving a country road, and we worked hard all day. And a storm blew in, maybe kind of like this morning's, very sudden. And we found shelter in a little building with an awning, and the temperature dropped, and it cooled down considerably from the heat of the day. And I can recall a little apple tree just a few feet away. And I went over and we picked an apple together. It was just a little early for the apples in northern Ohio. But we ate an apple as the storm was passing and we enjoyed the cool breeze. And uh, we were waiting for the sun to come back out. And all the while, and here's my point of telling the story, I was feeling this uh, deep sense of satisfaction, of contentment, of appreciation for life, of uh, thankfulness, fullness. In other words, life was in balance. And from my 12-year-old perspective, all was right with the world. Now, I don't know about you, but I suspect I have some strong hunches. It's sometimes hard to capture those moments today. Maybe in our day it's often that I know too much, or I've seen too much, or I expect too much, I feel too much, or I want too much. And looking back, at least comparatively, my life now feels enormously complex. Well, this past Thursday night, we had at our house the young professionals for hamburgers and s'mores, and we just got to, Becky and I got to talk for a while, and young people are certain that the times are different, that the city is different, that the country Is different that the culture is so different in fact I think it would be fair to say they feel different well I too feel different at least compared to that 12 year old self so finding that feeling that sense of contentment that balance that fullness that satisfaction that simplicity Difficult, but I still believe it's worth pursuing. I believe it's a very good thing. This past week, earlier in the week, I was with a young man who was in his 30s. And he had a tough summer. His car broke down, and he couldn't find a used car because the market is so crazy. Crazy. And his work has extreme hours to it and is highly stressful. And he was feeling all of that. Plus, he was having to to hitch rides, borrow rides from other people for a few weeks to get from one side of town to another. And in the midst of all of that, he got COVID. And uh, it was... Even though a young man, it was harder for him to snap back than he expected. And it seemed to hang on for several weeks. And and during the course of all of that, I think the way he would put it, he just burned out for a while. And he indicated that the doctor had recommended that he go to therapy. And that may be exactly what he needs. But as we talked, we talked about his anxiety, anxiety and about financial pressures, and about stress, and about burnout. And even deeper, this sense that the world is spinning out of control. Why does it seem as though there is a crisis in every direction? Well, maybe there is. He said, I hear people saying, God is coming again. And he said, Jeff, what do they mean? Are these the last days? And we talked about that for a few minutes. And I asked myself in the midst of this conversation, can God and can Christ and can the Holy Spirit and the gospel that is the good news that Jesus is Lord over all things, and the church speak to the central needs of this young man's life? And can he hear it? And I shared the gospel story again with him. And as Augustine famously said, You have made us for Yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in You. And that was the fourth century. So maybe sometimes it takes a little perspective, but... There is a lot of anxiety and a sense of being out of control and out of balance. Isn't that true? So just for a moment before we look at Psalm 100 together, just want you to take a deep breath. I was thinking we would be outside, as I suspect Chris did as well in his words. But we can, if we just use a little imagination imagined the cosmic creator and the air and the sun though we haven't seen it yet this morning and the breeze and all that God has given us. So breathe and imagine what is true. Now, if you will, breathe in and hold your breath. Let's give God thanks for oxygen. the capacity to breathe easy. And you only have to hold your breath for about 30 or 45 seconds to appreciate how needy we are, how dependent, as independent as we want to pretend, we are dependent on God for our next breath. Imagine tonight your electricity goes out. If that happened to anybody in the last couple of months, we lost our power, we got struck by lightning, man, were we thrown off our game. We are so dependent and so vulnerable. And we have so much to be grateful and thankful for. Now that sun, it kind of disappeared here this morning after it was on my little unit that checks the weather. This was like the brightest day of all the days of the week. And all week it was showing this big sun and there wasn't even any clouds. It was like I was, my concern for all of us was it was going to get a little warm a little fast this morning over at the park. But what if the sun said, I'm going on vacation for the next 60 days. Could we even survive? Are you thankful for the sun this morning? Let's look at Psalm 100. This is what I would call a psalm of orientation. That is, this psalm presumes and assumes when things are right with the world. There are psalms of disorientation where everything feels upside down. And there are psalms that lead us in feeling upside down and then resolve themselves by the end and things right-size themselves. But this is a psalm of orientation all the way through, of things being right with the world. Shout for joy to the Lord. All the earth, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs and know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us. We are His. We are His people the sheep of his pasture. Next slide. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Go back to the first part, the first slide there, one through three, and this is a psalm of life being in balance, of life under God, where we receive and obey the Word, and I want you to see the things we're called to in this psalm. First is to shout, to shout for joy to the Lord, and then to worship And do that with gladness. And then to come before Him with joyful songs. And then to know that the Lord is God. And He's the one who made us. and We are His people. Sheep of His pasture. Go on to the last two verses. Then to enter. And how do we do that? with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. That is to come into his assembly, to come into his sanctuary, to be his people collectively, and to give thanks and to praise. You see and hear the active verbs, and they just jump out all the way through. Sometimes I like to figure things out but sometimes i just need to be told this is a psalm that just tells us it tells us it lays out the what you should do take these actions and then it tells you why you should do them going back to verse 1 for just a moment again got you bouncing around back there thank you leon shout for joy To the Lord. And notice how all these actions are taken and that it is the Lord that is at the center. All the earth, that is everyone... There is this big, bold, it's not very postmodern. it's not, it's pre-modern. It's our Lord is God, the creator, we're the sheep, he is the, he is the creator, we're, and he's the shepherd, and he's the caretaker, it will say, and he is the provider. And I hope as you hear this psalm and the words of this psalm, as he is the caretaker and the provider and the shepherd, we'll think about Jesus. Who as the second person of the Trinity takes up where this psalm leaves off. He is our shepherd. And the Lord is good. And his love is good. And then as verse 5 says, his faithfulness. Yes, we want to be faithful to him, but it starts with his faithfulness to us. This covenant love and reliability of God to his people. So I hope as we think about this psalm and as we capture this morning that thanksgiving and praise will just run through your spirit and run through this church. I think good things. We will be a powerful, powerful witness if we can be people of thanksgiving and praise collectively. Reminds me of a song that has been sung for a thousand years at a Jewish Passover. And it contains the Jewish word, "deanu." It would have been enough. And the song goes something like this. If God had brought us out of Egypt, Dayenu, it would have been enough. If God had split the sea for us, Dayenu, it would have been enough. If God had led us through the dry land, Dayenu, it would have been enough. If God had provided for our needs in the wilderness for 40 years, Dayenu. If God had fed us manna, deenu. If God had given Sabbath, deenu. If God had led to Mount Sinai, deenu. If God had given us Torah, deenu. It would have been enough. Psalm one hundred, like that psalm, is song is saying, deenu. We, if we'll work at it if we'll follow the imperatives in this psalm, we'll be filled with a sense of plenty, of surplus, of being super abundantly blessed, of being saturated with good things. Remember Psalm 23, where it says, my cup is running over there is a sense of appreciation for unlimited generosity given by God. It's going to take some discipline on our parts, I believe. It's a practice to learn De'Anu, to learn that spirit of thanksgiving. It's a life pattern. It's a life pattern that I hope is growing it's a life pattern, frankly, that the times I'll struggle with, I struggle. Here's the way I'd like to put it in one sentence. Moving from what is missing to what has been given, I believe there's a slide on this, will make a great difference. You following me? Most of us are operating so often. And in a post COVID world, we're feeling this in lots of ways. And the challenge as individuals, as families, as a society, as a church, is to move from what is missing to what has been given. Maybe you're thinking about a relationship right now. Maybe you're thinking about something in your finances. There's a lot of ways we could apply this. That's going to make the difference. We're in a world of seducement to disbelieve this. to think that we must have something else to be happy. And you only have to go to a third world country and watch the kids play and laugh for hours with a stick and an old tire. To know this is absolutely... About perspective. Gratitude and appreciation awaken us to the goodness of God in this passage. And the goodness of God awakens us to gratitude and appreciation. It's reciprocal. This is where we need to live. As a wrap up this morning, I just want to say gratitude to so many in this congregation for the elders of this church that are serving tirelessly to help us get to a good place as a church. For the staff of this church when in a time it's difficult to minister at times. and So I am thankful for them. For those who are volunteering. Jeremiah said the other day he's got all his volunteers through the rest of the fall. Now, if he asks you, Don't fail to volunteer, but that was a pretty good signal. For the teens, for the ministries that are going on, for the new person that's in the audience today, for those who don't maybe know the rest of us so well, we're thankful and grateful for you. If we can improve our own happiness... By taking Psalm 100 to heart. I believe we will see this church, our relationships thrive as well. In fact, I thought about it. Maybe it's a stretch and I'll converse with Jeremy about this. And I'd love your feedback. But I thought about this. What if I read Psalm 100 or someone read it. Every Sunday until the Lord came again. You see, it hits the notes of life as I see it, particularly as we replace the Lord, Yahweh, with Jesus, our shepherd. Meister Eckhart said, if the only prayer you said in your entire life is thank you, that would be sufficient.